Hey, everybody, and welcome to Vertical Church this morning. Today is our anniversary, our five-year anniversary as a church. And what an amazing five years it has been to see God be faithful over and over again to his word and to the leading of his spirit and for him to bless in such a way that he has here at Vertical and in our community. And we are so grateful for what he has done. Prior to this day, five years ago, there were two separate churches who were really seeking God's will. There were two separate churches who were struggling. There were two separate churches who were wondering what was going to happen next for them. And there were two pastors who were wondering that same thing. Uh, I know for me and my family, we were really seeking the Lord. I remember one specific day standing in our living room, crying out to the Lord, literally crying out to the Lord for direction and for hope, unknowing what was going to happen next. A week later, I would get a phone call or an email from a man I'd never met before. It was Jeff Stanley. He was a pastor of First Baptist Sevilla, and he asked if we could meet together. And out of that conversation came a vision and a plan for what would become Vertical Church. So within a matter of weeks, we did the work, got together. Both of the leadership teams from the two churches gathered together, and they did the work as well. And on April 16th of 2015, Vertical Church was born. And God has blessed in so many ways since that day. We have seen two churches of about 40 people each come together, and now we're pushing up an attendance near 300. We've seen so many people come to put their faith in Jesus Christ and be baptized. We're we're nearing 100 on that list. We have seen God transform people who were in the midst of addictions and be set free from the ministry here at Vertical. We have seen marriages that were on the the brink of disaster. We've seen God restore those and bring hope and healing. We've seen people who were facing cancer be healed and restored to health. We've seen people who are receiving devastating news in their life find hope and confidence in God. We've seen people who were alone in their life find a church to be a place of hope and family to them. We have seen people use their talents and their gifts and their passion to serve God come alive here in this place. We've seen children and students pick up a love for church, a love for scripture, and a love for Christ himself. And we've seen adults transformed in their personal lives as they have learned to walk by grace in faith. And we couldn't be more grateful to see lives transformed. God has used Vertical Church in so many other ways in these past five years as well. Through those that have given, we have been able to be a support hope for people in our community. For families who have not had food, Vertical Church has been a weekly support for them, providing meals on the weekend when they otherwise would not have anything. We have been able to provide for families within our own church who have been at need at times. And we've also been able to help the First Look ministry in Waxahachie. I'm excited about this ministry because it provides hope and healing for couples who are pregnant and needing answers for what to do next. For the First Look ministry, they provide counseling for those pregnant. They provide ultrasound testing. They provide abortion pill reversal treatments. And they provide parenting classes, doula support, and spiritual guidance for couples. And they have been a lifeline for so many people here in our community. 
We also support the Montana Boys Ranch who's watching us this morning. Hey, y'all, we're glad you're here with us today. And what an amazing thing God is doing there in some young boys' lives. We also have been able to support Restored Hope Ministry in Dallas to help women who found themselves in places of abuse and needing help. Restored Hope provides that hope and help for them. And of course, we also support our Restoration 360 ministry who has helped so many find hope in the midst of some desperate times in their life. But within the church as well, we've seen God do some amazing things. We've seen through the giving of the people here, through God's gracious generosity through them, we've been able to do some amazing things with our facilities. We've seen our exterior updated. We've been able to update our restrooms. We've been able to update our children's ministry area, provide greater AC within our main worship space. And all of this, God has enabled us to do and be completely debt-free. God has blessed us in so many ways. And then today, you think about where we are right now. In the midst of a, a crisis where we're not able to meet together physically, God knew all along and provided a way for us to be equipped for this day so that we can broadcast and today meet more people online and have people experience the message of hope in Jesus Christ than we had before this crisis ever began. What man or what Satan meant for evil, God has meant for good, and he has done glorious things, and he's done it here and through Vertical Church. So it's important on days like this to celebrate. It's important to look back and take in all that has happened in this moment and make a big deal about it. God always puts a high premium on commemorating special days. As we come to the New Covenant or the New Testament, we read that there are a couple of events that we are told to remember and commemorate. And God always gives tangible ways for that to happen. For example, for a way for us to remember the cross, the, the death of Jesus for our sin, and a payment for our sin, he gives us communion, a very tangible way for us to experience his sufferings for us, a tangible way for us to know that our sins have been forgiven through the bread and through the juice. He gives us very tangible, touchable ways to remember what he has done. But he's also given us a tangible way to remember his resurrection and our resurrection. He's given us the picture of baptism. And we've been able to share that here with a lot of people at Vertical, a very tangible, touchable way of knowing we have been raised to new life in Jesus Christ. So along with that, there are some other things that God has given us as believers and the church that he calls us to remember in some very tangible ways. So with that, I'd invite you to turn with me this morning to Joshua chapter four in the Old Testament, the book of Joshua. And I'm going to give you the setting here. It's, uh, it's the Israelites. We've been following them for some time in the past. We've walked with them out of Egypt. They're on their way to the promised land. And as you get to Joshua four, they are finally about to enter. We have uh, seen, in, if you read in the previous chapters, you'll find they have wandered in the desert for some 40 years. They've wandered in search of their promised land. They've walked in disobedience at times. And they've walked in obedience at times. And God is about to bring them into a new land. They're about to walk into a new season. But before they do, they're going to experience one final challenge. 
one final way that God will show himself mighty in their eyes. And in it, he will give them a tangible way to forever remember what he has done. You know, when God brings us into new seasons in our life, it is often with a new challenge, a new way for us to trust him, a new way for us to see that he is faithful. So don't be surprised when you come upon events in your life where all of a sudden you're faced with what seems like an impossibility, a situation that you don't know how to get over and get past. Because from what I read in scripture, those moments are only setups for a brand new season and a brand new way for God to show himself strong. So the children of Israel, some one million in number, are about to enter the promised land. But before they do, they come upon a river. It's not a small stream. It's a wide river. It's about 100 feet wide, probably at this location where they are, probably about 10 feet deep at its deepest spot. And to get to their new place, their promised land, they're going to have to cross the river. And they are filled with uncertainty. They're filled with some anxiety about this new season and how they get there. And God is going to give them very specific directions. He's going to give them clear-cut instructions on how to get across the river. Part of those instructions will be to follow the priest. They will carry the Ark of the Covenant right up to the edge of the river. And when they step out by faith into their uncertainty, when they step out by faith into what they don't know yet, God will work his miracle. He's promised in these chapters that he would stop the flow of the river and cause it to stand up in a heap and then the ground would become dry before them and they would walk over some one million strong, not stuck in a muddy river bottom. It's truly going to be a miracle. It will be a moment that will transform them. It'll be a moment that God will want them to remember. So Joshua chapter four, verse one is where we begin today. God gives instructions about what to do as they're crossing, while they are in it, while they are in the midst of their crisis, while they're in the midst of their crossing over, here's what he says. It came to pass that when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua saying, take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one man from every tribe. In other words, one man from every family grouping and command them saying, Take for yourselves 12 stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the river, and from the places where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. So while you're crossing over, where the priest's feet stand, where the miracle is happening, pick up 12 stones and take them with you. Verse four. Then Joshua called the 12 men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe, and Joshua said to them, cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder 
according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come. Do this so that you can remember. Do this so that others will remember. When they say, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Verse 8. And the children of Israel did so, just as Joshua commanded, and took up 12 stones from the midst of the Jordan, as the Lord has spoken to Joshua, according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel, and carried them over with them to the place where they had lodged, and laid them down there. Then Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priest who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there to this day. It was an important thing that God was doing for them and he wanted to make sure that they remembered what he had done. God always puts a high premium on commemorating special acts of faith and special revealing of his glory. He wants us to remember those. They are important to us. They are important to our families. So I want us to think this morning about three reasons why celebrations are important. They are important in our life. There's a couple of reasons, of course. You and I tend to forget the past. It's just kind of a thing that goes with getting older. We forget what it was like before. One of the traditions that we started years ago with our children as they were growing up was to show home movies from the years past of that child. And it's always fun to look back on things that they did, what they were like when they were so much younger, and Every time we watch it, we laugh and we smile and we cry a little bit at the way life used to be. We laugh at how we dressed. We laughed at uh, the way we talked and what things were like. And we are always in amazement of what little we had at the time, but how faithful God was. It's important to look back. It's important to look back and remember because we forget sometimes. And faith grows as we remember what God does. There's this fascinating uh, truth in the New Testament where, where the Apostle Paul writes and he says, the just shall live by faith. And he says that the righteousness of God is revealed, listen to this, from faith to faith. That God reveals himself from faith on top of faith on top of faith, on top of faith. So it's important to remember when God does something big by faith that we remember that because he's gonna take us to a new place where he's gonna show us something new to build our faith. And you can't build on top of faith unless you remember the faith before. When you remember what he did, then you can remember it as you walk into a new season. And then he takes you to a new season where he shows you even more. Every one of those times is important because they help build our faith. But they also help us tell the story of faith to others. I love the fact that in this passage, Joshua said, you know, when you take these stones, 
your children in time are going to say, why are we carrying around those stones? What are those about? You see, every generation has those moments where God works in their life. And to, to us, when it's happening, it's a big deal. But for our children and grandchildren, they didn't live in it, so they don't have the weight of it. But when you carry around a stone of remembering, then you remember the weight of it. And you can tell your children the weight of it. And they can tell their children the weight of it. And this also is how faith is built on faith, is built on faith. So don't ever be ashamed to tell your children the great things God has done for you. You'll help them get ahead in the game. You'll help them be ahead in faith because you will be building faith in their life and they can build on top of that faith. They will do greater things than you if you build faith into their life. So don't ever be ashamed to tell your story. Don't be ashamed to tell your kids how you messed up because you follow it up with how God grew you up through it. And when your kids see that, they will have their faith built. So don't ever be ashamed to tell your story of how God rescued you. It's powerful. It's powerful for you to remember. It's powerful for them to remember. So we remember special days because they help us look back and remember. But the second reason it's important to remember special days and commemorate those kind of days is because they help us look around with gratefulness. God called the children of Israel to pick up these stones and carry them with them. But it's interesting to me where he told them to get them from. He said, get these stones from the river, from the place that, where the miracle happened, from the place where the water moved back, from the place that you walked over, from the place where you were in the midst of your struggle, from the place where you had to choose to believe, from the place where God worked. And I think about those stones. I don't know how big they were. We know that they were commanded to pick them up and put them on their shoulders, so it had to be bigger than a pebble, but it had to be not too big so that they couldn't hold them on their shoulder. It was enough that it had some, some substance to them. So I think about those stones being in that riverbed, and those stones were perhaps stuck down in, in the dirt, and those stones had been covered over with water, and those stones had been stuck in the mire, those stones had been, had been drowning in this river. Those stones had to be picked up, they had to be carried out, and then they had to be set on the side. And those stones became a way of remembering what had been stuck, what had been lifted up, and what had been carried out. It was the greatest way to remember the miracle that God did. So when I think about us today, I think, okay, what, what kind of applications does this mean for us as we attempt to remember even what God has done here at Vertical Church? What's the biggest way to commemorate that? What are the weighty stones? What are the things that we look at and we point to and say, you see that? That's the greatest indicator of what God has done. You think, well, is it our building? Is it the facilities that God has provided here? Hey, that is an amazing blessing. 
as great as it is that we are here on a prominent corner in Ovilla, here at a place with adequate facilities for our ministry today, and here at a place where God has enabled us to be debt-free, I think as great as that is, that's not the greatest evidence of his hand. You think, well, maybe it's our, uh, our programs that we've built here, all the things that we do for children and students and adults and the teaching that we do and, and the places we can come together and the programs where people meet up and, and the things that happen online. Surely all of that, as great as all of that is, that'll be the thing that we can look at and remember and say, wow, hadn't God been good? As much as those are weighty as well, those are not the richest memories and indicators of God's faithfulness. The greatest indicators of God's faithfulness, I believe, are the actual people of Vertical Church. The ones who, as the New Testament says, are the living stones that God is putting together to make a dwelling place where his glory is seen, a place where worship occurs. You, we, are those living stones. And much like those stones that Joshua commanded the people to pick up, we, you, have been lifted up out of a miry place, a place where you were stuck in your guilt, stuck in your fear, stuck in your depression, stuck in your addictions. You were stuck and he came down when you couldn't pick yourself up and he lifted you up out of that place. And in Jesus Christ, he took you out of the place where you were drowning and he set you on dry ground. He lifted you up and you became a symbol for others. Here is the glory of God. It's not in buildings. It's not in programs. It's the people. When I think back of the people that God has enabled us to build relationships with here at Vertical, I just, uh, I'm in awe and I'm so overwhelmingly grateful. Those who have served on staff since we've been here together, that God used to get us to where we are today, who faithfully served, who made a difference in the lives of others. I think of our elders who have given time, who serve behind the scenes with great energy with great sacrifice, quietly serving, but loudly helping the ministry of here move forward. They have been a vital part of Vertical becoming what it is today, and I'm grateful for each of them. I'm grateful for every volunteer who's given their time, who goes above and beyond to use their talents out of a passion to lift him up and live him out. I've not seen a church with as many people volunteering as I see here at Vertical. And that's just an indicator of the goodness and glory of God. And then the people of Vertical as a whole, every life, every member, that is an indicator of the power of Jesus Christ, the power for lives to be changed, the power of the gospel to set people free from where they've been to be what he's called them to be to walk in peace, to walk in hope, to walk in new life, to have their families change, for men to become fathers who are leading their families, for men to become husbands who are loving and laying down their, their life for their wives, for women in the home to be teaching 
and leading and working in the workforce and making a difference and serving here and husbands and wives be working together to make their home a place of worship and teaching and training and love to see what God has done here. The greatest results are the living stones, the people of our church. And I'm so grateful I'm grateful for those who sent in a video clip of what Vertical has meant to them over these past five years. I want you to take a moment and watch this video now. Hey, good morning, Vertical Church family. This is The Finchers. My name is Jeremy. My wife's name is Stacy, and this is Emma. We joined Vertical Church in January of 2019. What we love most about the church are the people are so warm and welcoming, the sermons are amazing, and we love the children's ministry there. Hi, my name is Craig Straysner. I've been a member of Vertical Church since April 2015. The thing I love most about Vertical Church is our small group and the relationships that we developed. Hi, my name is Paula, and I've been at Vertical Church for five years since the very beginning. I love our worship team. I love that our church is a caring and giving church. I love our ministries, especially Restoration 360. Because of Restoration 360, I am a whole wonderful person, and so is my son. Thank you for that. Hi, we're the Bigger Steps. We've attended Vertical Church for five years, and what we love the most about it is the praise and worship, the preaching, and the sense of family that we have with the congregation and our lift groups. Happy anniversary, Vertical Church. Happy anniversary, Vertical Church. We came to Vertical in July of 2018. And what I love about Vertical is the vulnerability, um, the, the depths that our faith has been taken to and continues to grow and soar, the relationships that we've built, and the worship. I love the worship. Um, but Vertical is our home, and we're so happy to be here. Hi, we're the Yates. I'm Liz. And I'm Max. We've been at Vertical since the inception. We were part of the FBO group that came over when the church was formed. Uh, we have loved getting to know everybody. It's been a great five years. The best thing, I think, is just the genuine love and compassion we all have for each other. Hi, we're the Lynches. I'm Phil. And I'm Carol. We've been at Vertical Church since day one, charter members, and this is our fifth anniversary. What I enjoy about Vertical, number one, is the word that comes through Brother Brian from the Lord. And I also enjoy so much watching my brothers and sisters in worship to the Lord. One of my favorite things at Vertical are all the relationships we have with the wonderful, wonderful people. Hi, I'm McKenna Straysnow, and I have been going to Vodacle since April of 2015. The thing that I love most about Vodacle Church is the youth group and interacting with new people. Hi, we're the LaRue family, and we've been with Vertical Church since the beginning, originally coming over from FBO. What we love most about our Vertical Church is our church family. Yes! Yes! Hi, we've been at Vertical since day one. We love Vertical because it's like a family. We are so blessed to be able to do life with the people we love. I've been at Vertical since 2016 when we merged with FBO. The thing that I love most about being at Vertical is being a door greeter. 
Hi y'all, welcome to Vertical. Hey church, it's Matt and Alex Hi. here. Um, my first Sunday at Vertical was actually um, the Storm series. And mine was choked. Um, my favorite thing about Vertical is the vulnerability and the hospitality of our church. Yes, I love how everybody's involved in everything. Mm -hmm. Amen. So we miss y'all church. Um, we hope y'all are having a good time and enjoy this Sunday. Bye. Well, there's just a look at some of the folks here at Vertical and some of the things that are so important to us all here. So God calls us to remember special days so that we can look back and remember, so that we can look around with gratefulness. But there's a third reason that God calls us to remember special days like this. And the third one is this, to help us look ahead with confidence. We look back and we remember, we look around and we're grateful but God calls us to always keep an eye forward at what he has next for us. God had promised his people that he would bring them into a promised land. And when they got there, he would also help them fight their enemies because there were others who were in the land and they would need to be defeated. And God had said he would do that. But in order for them to have the faith that he would do that, he did this. He brought them across the Jordan River. He wanted them to remember. He told them to take up the stones because the battle that was coming next would be so great that they would need to remember how good he had been in the past. When God brings us through one situation with grace and faith, it is only set up for the next one. It's a reminder, it builds us, and it gives us confidence for what is next. It is important that we always take time to remember. So if we read the rest of the story there in Joshua chapter 4, verse 11, it says, Then it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over that the ark of the Lord and the priests crossed over in the presence of the people. And the men of Reuben, the men of Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed before the children of Israel, as Moses had spoken to them. About 40,000 prepared for war crossed over before the Lord for battle to the plains of Jericho. Mm. You see, now you and I have the benefit of knowing what's about to happen to them. We know that they are going to march into the land and come upon a place called Jericho. We know that God is going to do something mighty there. He's going to call them to march around the city. He's going to call, he's going to call them to shout and those walls are going to fall. We know that. God knew that, but they didn't know that. They were about to face their first big foe and they were gonna need great faith for it. So this moment becomes critical. Pick up the stones, carry them with you. Because when you come across your next opposition, when you come into the next battle, you're gonna need something to look back on and say, all right, God was with us before. I remember, here are the stones. Let's walk forward. God always calls us to look back so that we can turn and look forward at what he has for us next. I love the fact that it says here that the men of Reuben, 
the men of Gad and half the tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed. They went as the soldiers. They went as the warriors. They led the way and said, we will go first. These were the men of leadership, confidence, and faith. They were the ones who trusted God and were ready to take on the enemy. There were those who went in confidence and there were others who leaned on their confidence. As we walk into new land today, as we walk into year six and seven and all that's ahead for us as vertical, it's important that we have those of faith who will lead the way in confidence. It's important that as our as our culture walks forward into new future, that the church be ready to walk ahead with new confidence. That there be those who say, God, I'll trust you. I will walk, I will lead, I will be a warrior, I will be a protector, I will stand up, I will make a difference because what you've promised, we believe. We remember where we came from, we remember what you did, and we're not afraid of what's ahead. This is a new day for us as Vertical. As I think about what's ahead for us in our future, I think first about where we are as a culture and as a nation. I don't know all of the answers for what is ahead for us as America. I don't know what waits on the other side of the virus crisis. I don't know what life is going to be like then. I don't know how people are going to respond to church. But I do know this, that people are still people and they are in need of hope. They are in need of peace. They are in need of crying out to the only one who can give them what they long for. They are in need of knowing there is a way of life that is first and foremost vertical. They're in need of a way to get their guilt resolved. They are in need of a way to deal with the jealousy, bitterness, and anxiety that's within them. And we have that answer. The church of Jesus Christ today is the one with the voice ready to answer those questions in our culture. This will be our time to do that. We are called to be focused in it. We're called to be the ones who say, I'll lead the way. We will lead the way. We'll cross the river. We'll be the warriors. We'll be the leaders. We're not afraid. We're ready for the fight. We're armed with truth. We're armed with the promises of God, and we're ready to walk into all that is ahead. God has placed us here for this, and we walk into it. Now, what about for us as Vertical Church specifically? What's ahead for us? Well, I don't know all of the answers to that question either, but I do know some things are true. I know that we currently live in one of the most rapidly growing areas in the Metroplex. People want to be in North Ellis County. I know that uh, the old Villa Road widening that's happening now is soon going to be in front of us. There'll be more traffic. There'll be more people coming into this area than there ever has before. And I know that God has placed us here strategically for a purpose. I know that he brought us together in the past for a plan he has for the future. And if he was faithful then, he'll be faithful then. I know that the greatest indicator of his faithfulness is not just a facility and not just a program, but the people. When I look at the faces of each of the vertical church members, I'm reminded, God, 
brought us up out of a miry place. He brought us up out of a place we could not get out of ourselves. And he set us on dry land. And he says, now remember my goodness. Remember how I changed you. Remember what I called you from. Because what's next, you're going to need your memories. You're going to need your faith. Build on top of what I've done in you for what waits ahead. So I know that he has provided for us in the past. He'll provide for us in the future. He's given us creativity in the past. He'll give us creativity in the future. He's built our relationships together in the past, and he's only going to strengthen that in the future. And I know that we are going to keep boldly, loudly, and confidently lifting him up. We're going to keep worshiping him. We're going to keep being unafraid of worshiping him. We're going to proclaim him in this building and beyond this building. We're going to do it in our homes. We're going to do it on our streets. We're going to let the world know that Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. And we're going to keep living him out. We're going to keep living out faith in our homes. We're going to keep living it out in our marriages. We're going to keep living it out as we parent and in our finances and in our community and in our work. We're not going to be ashamed of the gospel. We're not going to stay stuck in where we were. We're going to be transformed by his truth. We're going to walk into some new ways, some new changes in our life, because that's what we do as we lift him up. We live him out. So today, I'm grateful for five years and for what God did then. I'm grateful for all the memories that we have today and the people that are here now. And I am filled with confidence and excitement about what awaits us. There is a future. There is a calling. There is a purpose. When God prepares a people to lead them into a new season, he brings them up against a barrier of impossibility. So I don't see these days as one that stops us. I see them as days that open up a way for God to show himself mighty, a way that will cause us in the future to look back and remember and be grateful for what he has done. Bow your heads and pray with me. Father, we are thankful for what you have done in and through Vertical Church. I'm thankful for the heritage of the two churches that came together to become this church. I'm thankful for all the men and women of faith who prayed, who sacrificed, who gave, who looked for a day when the gospel would be proclaimed from this piece of property in greater ways than they could even imagine in their day. I'm thankful we stand on top of their shoulders today. We're grateful. But Father, I thank you that they're is a future for us. You've called us with purpose. You've called us with destiny that is filled with faith. And I pray we would walk into it, proclaiming your joy, your gospel, that others might be set free, that other families might come join in, that husbands and wives might be brought together, that entire families would be restored that a community would be changed, that a state would be transformed, and our entire nation would repent of their ways, call out to you, bow down before you, and recognize you as Lord.
And may that happen through your church. May that happen through those who lead out. May that happen as we boldly confess you are our Lord. And it is in your name that we pray. Amen.